Davos 2019. This coverage of the Global Conversation on Change is brought to you by BrightRock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. I'm with Adrian Gore in Davos. Adrian, you've just been part of a panel. Um, do you do this kind of thing often, appearing on panels on, on investment in South Africa? Um, actually, no. No. I think, I think uh, Davos is quite unique. It's kind of a, an amazing team spirit amongst all South Africans, you know, this feeling that we, there's a much greater good. So this is a, this is a, I really do believe, quite a unique ability for South Africans to get together. Um, and there's just a really good feeling. Sir Ramaphosa getting up early again today. I know you were at the dinner last night. Uh, it, it seems like you guys have a, an extreme program when you come to the World Economic Forum. You haven't been for a while there. I haven't. I haven't. And uh, I think and I've heard that, that this year I think is very, very different. I think the president has given a very coherent message. I think he's been, he's been well received. I always sit and listen to these things and think, if I was a foreign investor, what would I be thinking listening to him? And uh, he's, he's given, a, I think, an incredibly calm, uh, reassuring, even the, the difficult stuff he hasn't, you know, he hasn't strayed from, whether it's land, uh, the SOEs, etc. So I think he's giving a message that the stuff is being addressed. Um, but we, 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 we kind of collectively came, uh, I think, in a fairly well-coordinated way, but there's a, a genuine sense uh, of potential, I think. What about the business people from outside of South Africa that you're meeting. Now, you've got partners all over the world. What are their feelings, if any, about how the country's progressing? I think, this in my view was, and I made the point in the panel, I think that people genuinely frame us too negatively. Uh, I, I deeply believe that. I see it. I anecdotally feel it when I speak to people. But I will tell you, I've, I've spoken to a few investors uh, one particular guy who I've, who I, I, who's got a very big investment in SA in actual companies that are operating, so it's not a portfolio investment. And uh, a year or two ago, I saw him in London after DeVos, and he was very like, well, I'm very concerned. You know, uh, this year he was very uh, upbeat and feeling things are much better. So I think things are, I think the impression must be better. Uh, but in reality, I would guess we have to actually earn our spurs. We have to show that these things can be managed. We have to show economic growth. We have to show we can get on top of the issues. Uh, that, that we know we face, um, but I think we need to also show that there's an in, there's an innate robustness of the country, you know, and we have to we have to make that point more clearly. You you shared some amazing data. Well, you know, if you ask, I think the in, the average individual, there's a belief that all of the difficulty and challenges, whether it's HIV/AIDS in the 90s to state capture now, this stuff has derailed our growth, and and of course it has, it has, but. The average person does not believe our economy has grown. And when you push them, I'll tell you, well, it hasn't grown per capita. When you push them, I'll say, well, it hasn't grown in dollar terms. But the reality is our economy is 30% bigger in dollar terms per capita with all of the difficulties. So imagine with policy certainty, good leadership, what we can do. Life expectancy is longer. Infant mortality is lower. Uh, uh, poverty is less, although it's terrible. We've got to get to that. Um, in every single silo, we are doing better. Uh, progress has been made. And... Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't in any way uh, belittle or ignore the massive challenges of poverty, the inequality of joblessness, but it tells you there is potential. And, and I'm a great believer that if you believe that there's something to lose, if you, you know that from, you know, there's loss aversion, people are inspired by potential loss, people realize what the country has to lose, what potential we have, you do better. So I, I really believe changing the narrative 
is very, very important. When you say 30%, that's uh, over what time period? Because we've had a rough last 10 years. We have had a, a rough last 10 years. But if, in fact, if you look at the GDP growth rate and you look at its volatility, it's dipped negative, I think, in 08. It dipped negative last year for that, for that quarter. But it's been kind of hovering around 1%, nowhere where it needs to be. But it's incredibly stodgy. It doesn't, you look at other, you know, I don't, I'm no expert, but look at like Russia or Brazil. They've flipped up and down and up and down, resulting dramatically negative. Um, so, so my sense is that there is some interesting dynamic in our country where there's a robustness. And that is a paradox because I think we're always on trial for being risky. So it is an interesting, interesting uh, aspect, attribute of the country. Adrian, um, I hope you've come across Factfulness, uh, Rosling's book, because uh, that, that would seem to align with a lot of what you're talking about. Are there similar data sets that we have in South Africa that, can, uh, that, that we can, if you like, overlay with the data that, that he's put into his book? Because it really has transformed a lot of thinking around the world. Well, it's, you know, I know the book well, and I know Stephen Pinker's work well. Uh, what's interesting is around the world, people suffer from this concept of declinism. They believe the environment they're in is always getting worse. They're concerned things are getting worse. It's an actual human coding. South Africans, the research showed, are much, much, they are particularly bad at that. They suffer more declinism than others. So, in fact, the data I try to share is, in fact, off the same frame as factfulness. We looked at the same data for South Africa. And amazingly, we're doing pretty well. And people are annoyed to hear it. It's almost like, no, no, I don't believe that. I'm, you know, can't be. But of course it is. So I do think we need to change that perception. It's, it's, an un, it's a very, very dangerous perception. As I say, when you don't believe you've got something to lose, your motivations are different. And we have got something to lose. It's a great country. We have to build it. It's, a, it's also a, a challenge around the world. I've heard on a number of occasions here in Davos that the communication of economic data is very, very poor. Uh, fact, when it goes some part of the way to changing that mindset, how else, though, would you tackle it? Um, I think that, look, I think, you know, I, I'm, my training is, is numerate, so I kind of immediately go to the data, I would guess. But I think, I think at the end, leadership is fundamental. I think leaders, however they get their cross across, or how they get, their, get their points across, whether it's a visual, whether it's emotion, whether it's a gesture, whether it's a goal. You know, change people's perceptions. I'm not sure you can do it just on data. Um, but it, uh, I'm a great believer that positive vision-based leadership, giving people a goal, uh, is a fundamental issue. Something I believe strongly in uh, as a business leader is setting bold goals. I think when you do that, you frame for people what the future looks like. I'm not sure as a country we've done that enough. You know, I think if you look at Singapore's success, it was the leadership gave this view of, of a specific goal. It would be... Today it's an, an inappropriate term, and I think it was a first world uh, region in a third world environment. You know, I, f- I forget what it was, but it, it drove an incredible belief in the future. I think we need, we need some kind of ambition uh, that, that kind of, how can I say, encapsulates the national development plan into something that people can see, you know, the average individual can see and believe in. Um, but it is a multifaceted thing, but we don't barely at it. Our, our own leadership doesn't know the data so that, I mean business civil society aren't on top of some of the stuff maybe it's not being critical I think the fact in this book kind of reveals how misguided people's thinking is about this you've been involved now in in helping to work together with government to build the country for a couple of years how's your project your side of the uh, of the engagement between business and government been going well it's you know the irony is that we the, the one thing I've been involved in is the SME fund uh, to try and 
we've actually done a, a fairly slow job and not due to government. You know, I chair it. We've, we had a few fits and starts. We're now moving very, very quickly. We're doing a, I hope, a substantial launch in March. Um, government has been very, very supportive. You know, chatting to the president has got to help us out. Please, you know, give me the date. I will do it. We're, so there is, the president mentioned earlier, there's a, a unique collaboration between business, government and labor in South Africa that if you can harness that, um, it really has potential. And you see it in DeVos, but I've seen it back home. You don't need to come here for this. There is really a, a, a good relationship, I believe. But that SME fund, has it, has it achieved what you were hoping it would? I think it will. It's, you know, it's a fund of $1.5 billion. We'll hopefully be half invested in a few months, so we're doing some really interesting stuff. They, they move, we've got a, a CEO in Ketso Gordon who's doing a really good job. But the, I believe the ecosystem stuff around that, in other words, trying to, trying to almost have a goal of can we build 10 large corporates out of small SMEs? Can business collectively help these, you know, almost diamonds in the rough evolve? I think building an ecosystem around the money, the money, it's a lot of money, but compared to what's been thrown at the sector, it's not that much. So I think that we will do, I think we'll do better with using the money to harness an ecosystem play as well. And we've got a lot of good ideas in that regard. So we've had a very slow start. There's been a lot of things we had to do. The board had to come to grips with the mandate, but we're moving now quickly. Do you have uh, like a dragon's den decision uh, on, on who, the, who you back there? Well, we've got an investment committee. We've got Michael Jordan chairing it. We've got some really good people. Uh, Andre Rue, one of the fathers of, of, of uh, private equity and understanding the VC environment. So these are these are really smart guys. I'm actually a pretty poor dragon, I think. I'm a I'm a kind of a believer in building the business, but um, we'll see. I think it's uh, it is embryonic. It's as I say, let's give it give give us six months, and you will see. I think some really good things coming out of it. You mentioned earlier leadership and communication. Do you think uh, Cyril Ramaphosa is has those skills? Is able to communicate his vision? I, I do think so. I think that he, he's come across here. He's got an, an amazingly calming sta- statesman-like humility that doesn't have... I think people worry about grandiose things and they worry about platitudes. He doesn't do that. He's, to me, very genuine. He's very, I think, introspective. To me, he doesn't uh, ever shy away from the difficult issues. Um, I think he does do that. I think he does it well. I was in the session yesterday. I don't know if you were the, the, uh, the dialogue session. And uh, he hit the hard stuff very well. I, th- I thought he did a great job. Um, again, I think collectively, not his. It is his role, I would guess. But I think that skill combined with a some kind of vision of what the country could be in five years. I think if you could bring that together, you'd have a very, very powerful story. Adrian, we only see each other in exotic locations. Last time was on uh, on the north bank of the Thames, where you were uh, announcing partnerships with Apple and your other major partners from around the world. It was interesting to me to see how the British government now seems to be engaging with you, with your UK operation, um, Vitality, in, in preventative care, because they have a national health system in the UK. How, how do you see that developing, and, and are there relevance, is there relevance for South Africa with its uh, ambitions of national health? Well, I think, you know, the, the, uh, we found really open doors in, in the NHS, in, 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 uh, in the... In the, in the health department in the UK, um, I think that we we have shown a leadership ability around uh, non-communicable diseases, the ability to incentivize behaviour change, and the the truth I think in South Africa is the is I think the challenges are different. We've got a national health insurance uh, imperative, so just getting those basics to work is very difficult. Uh, on on the ministers, this is NCD, so there is that open door, but it's it's a different set of priorities. 
The UK has been incredibly interested in the work that we've done around around changing behaviour, what that could mean. And you heard from this, you know, the, the Secretary of Health having a very, very aligned vision to that. I think it's more, I don't believe it's necessarily a, a different approach. I think it's different priorities. You know, the issue of universal coverage in South Africa, getting the public sector up and running, those debates have to happen. So, um, listen, if we're in a very good spot, a very good space. I've spent a lot of time here in Davos on, on non-communicable diseases. On It's one of the biggest things facing the world. So we're in a very important space. We launched that pledge of 100 million people healthier. Um, it's, I, I met at the WHO. They'd like to do more with us. So there is a real movement we could create. And uh, I've been actually clear this has come out of South Africa. I hope you remember that in, in Davos. I'm, I'm kind of believe we've got to get out there that we're a country that can make a difference. As far as you, your relationship internationally is going, uh, your, your partnership with Ping An, for instance, it, it is very different to what the other multinationals have wanted to do in China, i.e. they're not that keen on partnerships. Uh, has that given you the advantage? I think in our space, the ability to build an institutional business off the ground in China is close to zero. You know, I think we had incredibly good luck with a partner of the scale of Ping An. They are the biggest and most powerful insurer I think, globally today just out of coming out of China. Um, we, were, we were, I think, very fortunate to get this 25% investment in Ping On Health. It has rocketed in growth in the last three years, and that, that rate of growth, despite the slowdown in China, has just accelerated. So I don't think we could be in a better position than we are. Um, if we can maintain our value add to that, that, that company can grow really, really well. I have no regrets at all. I think the strategy is spot on. And the partnership with Apple, I, I believe Tim Cook, the CEO, is here, although keeping an incredibly low profile. I don't know if he's uh, had meetings with his partners, like Discovery. No, no. Uh, you know, we, we've, been, uh, we've done a lot of work with Apple. There's uh, some more stuff uh, that we're trying to do around this idea of using the watch and the linking insurance to behavior change. It's embryonic. It's some exciting stuff I hope will come out. But the whole issue of wearables and linking that to financial services is, is a wide open space because these things, I, look, I believe are not about email and WhatsApp. They're about health at the end of the day. These wearables are going to be about tracking your, your vital signs, you know, this, this, this uh, monitoring your heart. That's where I think it will go. And in our, our ability to lead in that space and to make a difference is huge. And Apple is obviously in this, in this space, I would say, the real gorilla. So it's, a, I think, a powerful relationship. We need to leverage it. And they take you seriously. Uh, how big a, a purchaser are you of the Apple Watches? Um, I should have the numbers offhand. We've, we've purchased an, a couple hundred thousand of them. It's not insignificant. Um, but our programs have, have fed other devices as well, whether it's Garmin or Fitbit or others. Um, and they do take us very seriously. I think that, uh, to their credit, they see us as having... We, we brought this idea to them of this concept of pricing actuarial risk linked to funding the watch. I remember making a presentation in Cupertino... Like, this guy's an idiot. What's he talking about? But it kind of, they are, in as you would guess, extremely smart. You know, these are people, when they hear these actuarial terms, they quite quickly see the logic in it. So I, I think it's got real potential. Um, we're all pioneering. It's minus 17. We're standing outside. But I've got, you know, kind of one last question. What are you going to take back home from your visit here this year? I think what I've seen, I haven't been for a couple of years, has been a shift from just financial services, geopolitical stuff, which is still critical towards making the world a better place. I spent quite a bit of time on purpose, on shared value with Michael Porter and his group. Um, it's just, I think corporations are seeing more and more that purpose 
and doing good, the Larry Fink shareholder letter, the companies must have purpose, all of the stuff is moving in the right direction. So the world is in a difficult spot. We're seeing real risk. I think uh, economies are slowing down, but there's a sense of doing good and purpose in built in everything. Uh, so there is some optimism. That's kind of what I'm taking back, and I think the discovery of purpose and making that coherent more and more important.